0: This is Robert balgach and welcome to the Black Swan Secrets Podcast. Our focus here is to help you grow as a producer and as a business owner in the life insurance industry. Enjoy the ride. Disclaimer, past performance is not indicative of future results. Strategies discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for you, and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. All right, let's do it. Yeah, so we're going to talk about some um, mindset stuff here. And uh, I was listening to a speech by a guy named Larry Summers this week, and uh, he's an economist. And he used to be the US Secretary of Treasury. And he actually also used to be the president of Harvard University. He said, you know what? The problem with education today is we p- teach people that self esteem leads to achievement. And he doesn't really, it's the other way around that achievement leads to self esteem, right? And it's going through and accomplishing things and seeing progress and going through adversity to achieve something that really creates self esteem and confidence, right? And this brings me back, back to a uh, concept that we've talked about before. It's probably new to, uh, it's going to be new to a lot of you here, but it's what Dan Sullivan, who's an and I'll just works, right? So, um, when you're going for a goal, right, and you said, hey, I want to go out there and do X, Y, Z, it's going to take the first C, which is what they call commitment, right? So you're committed to going out and achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve, right? So you come here, you're like, hey, I want to be an agent. I want to make X amount of money, all right? So that's your commitment. Now, the next C is courage, right? Because to go out there and do that, it, it takes some courage. It's a little bit scary, right? Uh, you know, it's like running into a burning building. It's not something that feels good. It's going to take a little bit of courage and and that's what you're doing here. And the reason is, is because you don't really know if you can make it. And the reason for that is because you haven't developed the skills, which is the next C, which is what they call competence. And that's just building the skills. So when you start doing that, it's not easy, right? And that's where that courage comes in. You got to show up every single day and get better and develop those skills. And you're going to go through adversity, right? You're going to have those hard times. You will blow deals in the beginning, right? We all still blow deals from from time to time. But if you keep going, you start developing those skills. And all of a sudden, you start going through these hard things and you start learning how, how to handle those things because you're developing those skills, right? And once you start developing those skills, then you get confidence, Right, and that's that's a lot of what Larry Summers was talking about there. It's going through the process to achieve things that you build up that confidence. It's not the other way around. You have confidence, and then just go out there at the gate with no skills and be able to achieve things, right? You have to develop it, and it's a messy, hard thing to do over time. And uh, you know, I was listening to this interview with Tom Brady. It was really great, and he was he was really getting into detail about his journey as a quarterback, right? So. He decided, you know, hey, I'm going to play football. And he got to high school, and uh, his freshman year, he was on the JV team. And even then, he was like the backup quarterback. that went 0 oh, an and 8. He's like, I still didn't get any reps, right? And so he's like, you got to be pretty bad to, for your team to go 0 oh, and 8, not get it in there. Uh, but he he really liked football. He had two good coaches. He said that really made things fun, and he really enjoyed it and he started working on it started going to all these summer camps his dad's like okay you like this let's go to some camps uh let's let's work with a quarterback coach and see what we can do here and he started doing that and then he got to his senior year had a decent senior year and was starting to get looked at and recruited and um one and he thought he was going to go to USC or UCLA and both those times he was about to sign with those schools they went and signed someone else ahead of him and he no longer had that spot, right? So then uh, he goes to Michigan, ends up signing with Michigan, <clears throat> gets to Michigan, and he's number five on the depth chart there, right? So there's four other guys ahead of him at that point, and they had some good teams in there, right? They they actually uh, won a national championship when he was there. Uh, he goes there, he gets redshirted his freshman year, and um, and then all of a sudden the USC coach starts calling him, and he's just like, hey, you know, you you could come here and you could start you're not getting much playing time and everything like that. And he goes to the the head coach at the time, uh Coach Carr at University of Michigan. And he's just like, hey, I'm not playing. And, you know, I, I just can't do anything because you guys are giving me two reps in practice. What are you supposed to do? And he's like, Tom, um, you said you wanted to come here and you wanted to be great. And he's like, you're going to have competition. That's just the deal and a great program. People are always fighting for spots. And he goes, you need to go talk to this guy. So he's like, "He's like, you shouldn't leave. You should stay here. If you want to be a winner, you're going to stay here, right? And he goes, but you need to go talk to our sports psychologist, a guy named Greg, Greg Harden, right? And so uh, he said to Tom, he's like, hey, you can come in here. You can complain. You can cry. You can yell. You can do whatever you want. But when you leave here, you can't do any of that. Right. You got to brush that off. You got to show up and get it done. Right. And he's like, you need to con- take control of what you can control. He's like you got two reps on practice. You better make those two reps the best reps you can. You better prepare for those. Right. So if you get in there. They give you those reps. You're good to go. And he's like, you can't control what the coaches are going to do. Your job is to show up and be consistent. Right. And so Tom Brady showed up. and He worked with this guy every single day right? And working on being consistent. So if you look at this, you know, Tom Brady is like, all right, I'm committed to this goal, right? He's like, it's going to take some courage now to develop these skills so I can start getting up to where I want to be, where I'm playing, right? And uh, so Tom Brady, over all those years, right, he's working up, working up, working up, and he's like, back up the whole time, gets to his senior year, okay? Senior year, and at the time they drafted a guy named uh drew henson all right and drew henson was a stud right straight out the gate this guy was just a stud and just just had it right and tom brady was also talking about how like he comes in and you know he's not like the fastest guy he's not the most agile guy he's not built like superman or anything like that he was talking about how his freshman year Charles Woodson was also there. And this guy, Charles Woodson ended up being one of the greatest, uh, you know, defensive backs, you know, NFL football has ever seen. He's like, this guy was just built like a, a Greek God, right, from day one. And he was starting A true, you starting as a true freshman right out the gate, and Tom's like, "There I am, like fifth string quarterback, (laughs) you know, as a freshman, and all these things, right?" So what happened was, Tom senior year, this guy Drew Henson comes in. He's a true freshman, but he's a total stud, right? And the coach is like, "All right, Tom, here's the deal." You know, I know you said we're going to be the starter, but he's like, this kid's a stud. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to play the first quarter of this first uh, opening game. Drew's going to play, play the second quarter. And whoever's played better is going to be the starter for the rest of the game, for the second quarter. Right. So they go in there and they did. And he thought this was going to last one game. This lasted like five games. All right. In a row. And then finally, Tom Brady wins it out. All right. And then he goes on to, uh, To do well. And then they went into a bowl game. His last game was a bowl game. They're down 14 nothing against Alabama. He threw for like 380 yards that game. They go win. They go win in overtime. All right. And he's like, sweet. Everybody saw that. My second half of the season. It was, I'm going second, third round, right? In the draft. Right. And then all of a sudden, he goes all the way down. He was almost like one of the last picks, six rounds. And he's like, He's like, okay, I'm not going to forget this. And he goes to the Patriots, right? And there's a bunch of guys in the depth chart. He makes the team, fourth string quarterback, all right? Fourth string, right? Process starts all over again. And his sports psychologist said the best thing that ever happened to Tom Brady was him going through all that adversity, right? Because he's like, all right, you know, he had that when he was in high school. He had it when he was in college. You know, he thought he had that starting position in college going into senior year. Drew Henson comes out of nowhere. He's, he's super stood, right? And then they start working on things. And then he's like, Tom's like, I've been here before. I'm going to show up. I'm going to control what I can control. And I'm going to be as consistent as I can be. Consistency is what true champions have, right? So if you look at his probably greatest victory ever it was the 28-3 to three being down 28 to three against the Falcons in the super bowl. And they come back and they win that game. Right. And that is all about consistency. So Atlanta, all they needed to do to win that game was be consistent. And they're like, we got this. And they stopped being consistent. And the the Patriots though, the way that Tom Brady's made, he's like, I'm going to show up, I'm going to do the best I can. We're going to keep competing and we're going to keep being consistent. Right. And if you hear him and those guys talk about that game, they're like, you know what? Um, we thought the scoreboard wasn't relevant to how we were actually playing. And this can happen in our business, right? You got that scoreboard and you think, man, I've been busting my butt off. I'm getting better, but I'm not necessarily seeing the results here. Right. But you got to work on and control what you can control. Right. And they're like, you know what? We're, we're going to get out here. We're doing a lot of things. Right. Let's just get one. All right. They go out there and get one. They're like, there we go. Right. And then all of a sudden they get on a roll in that game. They come back and they win that game. Right. And, you know, the whole thing with Brady and then what he was able to do with his teammates, right, with his leadership skills is they, they made sure that they were determined to give 100% win, loser, draw, right? And that's something that you look at a, a coach like Coach Saban, he's got that ingrained in his teams, too. And I once heard Coach Saban said, you know, the scariest thing about a, a scary person in a movie like a Freddy Krueger or whoever is you can't kill him, right? You run Freddy Krueger over at the car. You know, he gets up and he comes out of the closet an hour later to come at you, right? You know, you have that bad guy in the movie with that cup like whackable, right? And uh, that that is it's pretty hard to beat someone if they they don't quit, right? That you know, you can just working on what you can control and just showing up every single day and competing despite the environment right? Despite what everybody else is seeing, despite the results, right? And that's when we start talking about, hey, divorce the results and marry the process with things, right? And being all about that process. Now, this leads me into kind of kind of the next thing I want to talk about real quick here too, is there's a uh, other guy that's listened to, uh, Harvard psychologist, his name is Arthur C. Brooks, and this guy studies happiness. Now, he said, one of the things is that our brain are wired for negativity, right? We're actually born with a negative bias, right? We actually have more brain capacity for negativity. And the reason for this is evolutionarily negativity or netting crocodiles or gators, you know, live in Florida. They're pretty scary. But if we didn't have that kind of reflex to be scared of something like that, we probably weren't going to survive very well, right? We, we wouldn't be here today. But the thing is, is that our brain will do that all the time. It's going to be focusing on that, that negative. The press knows this. We've seen this with social media and everything like that. And they figured a way to monetize that and really supercharge that, right? Because they know they can they can get clicks and money that by doing these things. Now, one of the things they talk about or you talked about is what they call metacognition, right? And that's the ability to know your thoughts and then control those thoughts and use them in a way that's going to be useful for yourself, right? That kind of awareness of that, right? And I think a good story about this is with Oprah Winfrey and she was telling this story. Um, and... So and so, she, she was like, okay. Um, I know Dolly Parton back in the day helped a bunch of people uh, with their wildfires, and she figured out a way where she could directly put money into the people's bank accounts who were impacted by these fires, right? And Oprah's like, this sounds amazing. I want to do the same thing. Teams up with the Rock to go do these things. Oprah takes ten million dollars of her of her money to put into that. And it's like, and the rock goes in there, puts his money. They're like, Hey, let's, let's go use social media to to generate more income so we can give this to these people. All right. And, you know, you think that's going to be a good thing. You know, there's a lot of negative people out there. So people just went, Oh, you're people crapped all over for it. Right. Unbelievable. Right. Um, And uh, then all the conspiracy theorists came out with all kinds of crazy stuff online. And she's like, you know, I was just feeling really sad about the whole thing. It's like, you know, trying to do this thing to help these people out. And all of a sudden, all these people start crapping all over me about it, right? And she said, and this is how she got through it. This is what a good example of this metacognition and using these situations and this adversity to get stronger. So she was like, first, I'm just going to feel, I'm going to sit with this and feel this kind of like sadness about this whole thing, right? Trying to do something good. And everybody thinks uh, I'm a Piece of you know what for for trying to help some people out right and and then she's like you know what and now I'm going to start right now what I'm grateful for and what she started doing was thinking about like how no one thought she would get to the point to where she's at right and writing down like you know all these people that doubted her and how she overcame the thing right if you think about your journey to get to where where you are right now that the things that you overcame to get to where you went on despite those types of things you have a lot of things to be thankful about right and so she went down and she uh, wrote down 27 things that she was grateful for that day right and gratitude like that is actually factually more accurate a lot of the time too than uh, what our brains will manufacture with the negativity. Again, it's just so wired to be and look at the negative, right? And this is also uh, something that Dan Sullivan always talks about. Are you in the gap or the game? And really a lot of the time is we find ourselves in the carrying ourselves to the future versus where we are now and where we've come from in the past. Right. So that is the key. To really looking at yourself and your progress, don't look at where you want to go, right? To judge yourself, look at where you've come from, right, and seeing that progress. That's that's the name of the game, right? Um, now, with that, how do what do we do, All right. Or well, the actual steps we can do with this. So number one, the gratitude journaling. You guys have heard me talk about that, but that's backed up, scientifically proved, distant, right? consistency. If you want to be a performer, you got to show up every single day. You got to put in that time. You got to make those dials. You got to put people on your schedule. You got to run those appointments, right? And just find ways to get better. And then every day, the end of the day, you guys have heard me talk about this, the performance journal, but all these people that I've mentioned, they're using some form of this, right? And it's like, okay, what are the most turbulent thoughts or things that are coming up in my mind? You're going to write those down. And then you're going to write what you're going to do about it tomorrow. The actionable things you're going to do about it tomorrow, right? If you do that, those turbulent thoughts and those negativity, that negativity you're having, right? That list is going to get smaller over time. But guess what? That's also the fuel for you to go out there and get things done. That is the fuel to get things done, right? And it's it's really like you know you we've heard uh, Jim Rome, right? He says you know don't wish things were easier. Wish you were better right? So use those hard things to help you get better, right? Bill Bestwick, another great sports psychologist. He's like, you want to be a victim? Or you want to be a fighter, right? And we talk about you want better answers, have better, what do you want? How bad do you want it? How much are you willing to suffer, right? The higher that goal is, the more you're going to have to suffer. That's the, deal, right? And again, I'm not, we're not saying that to be negative. We're just saying that. So when you hit against it, you're like, oh, okay, I knew this was going to happen. All right. They said this was going to happen. And then it's not that big of a deal. But guess what? That adversity is the fuel that drives you forward, right? Look at Tom Brady, what he did there, right? And we can break that all down again to the, those four C's, right? You're going to be committed and it's going to take that courage, right? And then you got to get that, develop those skills. And that's messy. Now, it's not going to be easy. And then once you start developing those skills, you get that competence, and that equals that confidence, right? That is true confidence, right? The ability to go through things and come out on the other side better, right? So um, that's it. Oh, and they, at the end of the evening with the turbulent thoughts, then you write down your wins for the day. Because you know what, usually you're doing a lot more better, right? Or right than wrong. Most of the time, if you're not, You better take some action the next day and make sure that you are. (laughs) So that's it. Uh, You got to be in control of those things. So uh, that's all I got.